Hello friends, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Between Players. My name is Zach, and tonight I'm joined by my friend Evan. We are going to be going down another list of 20, but we're going to try something new this time. We're going to break up the list into two halves. So this first episode is going to do uh, 10 of the items, and then the other the other recording will have the other 10. Uh, but basically what it is is like I sent out a message to uh, Evan and some of my other friends about... Um, what would be like the 20 game experiences like if you just wipe everything away and these are the only ones that like really truly like had like a big impact on you or like left some like large impression what would those games be so like it's not even so much like a best of the best but like the things that you know really matter if you could like they're they're, they're your like kind of your personal favorites but they're they're their reasoning for them is like their experiences that you would love to have again if you kind of like erased your gamer brain or whatever like these would be like if i could only remember the you know the the 10 best rock anthems of all time or whatever what would those be uh so that's that is kind of the principle of it so i've got your list evan it's super good (laughs) i've i've uh we were chatting a little bit before uh the recording uh in this first set of 10 there's only one game out of them that i've never played um and we'll get to it in a second, but um, yeah, I want to start with uh, the bottom of your list, which is, you know, the top of a lot of other people's lists in general. And when it came out, definitely it was a super his Witcher three, um, Witcher three, you know, is everybody's got good things to say about Witcher three, but what is it about uh, playing as uh, that dirty mutant bounty hunter yeah. <laughs> uh in uh in, in the we, war we torn him, we call him jerry in our household <laughs> jerry <laughs> so what could you just could you like give give the audience like give the give our listeners what is what is something that makes jerry's third adventure his third outing with uh into the into the wide world what is what is so great like what is the impact yeah it's interesting i've i had always heard of witcher just in the game sense i didn't know about the books until after i played three oh, okay yeah, yeah. um it, it, and it's what really got me in to fall in love with the books um but i i had heard of it and just sort of saw clips and yeah that looks interesting but like kind of like another fantasy thing i, I don't know why i picked up the game but i did okay um i think i remember you talking about it way back then and you mentioned something and then i looked into it and i i don't know like the very first obviously it was it's just a beautiful game and yeah um still holds up like i played it not too long ago a little bit of it on pc and it was oh yeah it's just great again yeah. um that that's a big part of it that drew me in that detail mm-hmm. um and it's very, it, it, like it's very immersive like the it, place li- yes. feels really lived in exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say was when you talk about you know, games um, being criticized or lauded for the living, breathing aspect, these sort of open world ones. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like an empty thing. And this is kind of coming off the, um, wait, no, did it come out before or after Metal Gear Solid 5? I'm before it. I want to say it's before. I think it was before it. Because that was what surprised me about 5 is as much as the, the fun the gameplay was once you were in the camps to in, in Metal Gear Solid 5 the world was just empty, you know? And it was like, it, it easily could have fallen to that trap of being this really empty, um, giant world. Um, but so that was inviting number one. And then Geralt just was interesting. I mean, it, well, I had my first impression cause I knew nothing about him or the, or witchers at all 
was like, oh, he's really monotone and kind of boring. <laughs> like, yeah, he's kind of stoic. Like, yeah, but almost like I like didn't a monk. get <laughs> initially. I was, I mean, and what is really quickly after I figure out, you know, why he's like that. But like initially, I'm like, is a voice actor bad? Like, what's <laughs> what is this? But Vesemir was really cool, and yeah. um, you know, like that dynamic immediately, and you you start off with that Griffin hunt, and I was like, oh, I'm like hunting this thing. This is really cool, and. But then I, I think I like went into a village right after that and somebody yep. like spit at me and I was like, why are they spitting at me? And like, um, <laughs> this cat, cat hissed at me and I'm like, well, what is like people like, but then, so, you know, somebody else knew me. Um, and it was just, or by me, knew Geralt and, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, it was just, it was just really, yeah, it was just really immediately immersive. I know that's a term thrown around all the time, yeah, yeah. but it is a perfectly, it's kind of like tight controls in a platformer. I mean, it's, it when it works it is great and that's what really stuck out immediately mm. so lived it, in it just, world mm-hmm. just really like drew you in and um you didn't play so like by what you're saying you didn't play the first and second game so you're nothing, coming yeah. into the third game cold, cold. and but it you was just welcoming. get like sucked in but it yeah. wasn't overwhelming it like there wasn't a, oh, it wasn't good. like a, it wasn't like watching a game of thrones episode in season two uh, uh like, like second or third episode and just being like there's no way i can keep up with this right i um, need context and even the people that know about it are like uh you really should just start ahead you know this <laughs> is different like even though there is a lot of that information you know as far as like the, the amount of characters and stuff it's definitely there and on top of that you have monsters and you have like you know oils that he uses on his weapons and and potions and stuff like that so it's like yeah. all this stuff and it is overwhelming. I can see it being overwhelming, but it, it wasn't for me. It immediately drew me in. The characters were immediately like, I felt like I knew them, even though I didn't, even though I was getting to know them. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's just, that was my memory of it. And then it was just, you know, a good solid couple weeks of only Witcher three. Yeah. And then I continued yeah. <laughs> and then it got even better with the DLC. Like the DLC, those two DLCs were so good. Yeah, Blood and Stone, and um, I forgot what the last one is the the one in the uh, 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 wine country. Mm-hmm. It's like a bit more um, fan- fantasy. It was it was very cliche, Fable-y. kind of yeah, like fable, kind of like huge castle with beautiful colors, and I mean yeah. in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like it works so well. Yeah, very very good reasons to love it, and awesome that you were able to like jump in uh, from from the zero. And, um, and the, another reason why I picked it was it it really like stuck my interest in Witcher series, and so I picked up the book mm-hmm. and just for a good solid year I was that's all I read, just going through it. Um, oh, cool! And I just love that world. That's a really mm-hmm. cool world. We've um, got quite a few um, kind of like let's call them like walking adventure simulators on them. That's open world games on here, and one of, I, one of my favorite genres. I think. I, I'm with you there. I'm a total sucker for uh, the exploration aspects of that. Um, and your next game is Death Stranding, and that game, like quite I know, literal walking simulator, a walking simulator. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely sometimes has the sort of like Napoleon Dynamite effect, where like there's not a lot of fence sitting with that game. Like people definitely like they either like really into it or they just are not into it. Like it either clicks or it doesn't. Even people who do say they like it, that it's a good game mm -hmm. as they're describing it. You're like, you don't like this game. You hate it. Like you're saying all these bad things about it, (laughs) which I find fascinating. So we know it's like a a Kojima game. So there's going to be like convoluted story and there's like some, 
adventure threads that are like there's probably stuff that's not ever going to be explained or if it is explained it's like i don't know why you needed to tell me how this works exactly (laughs) but for you if you were to like what is the what what is the like the core of death stranding that like that make made it make the list i'm one of the ones i'm one of the few i feel like i've heard lots of people say oh i love the game and really the game is what sucked me in oddly enough i love delivering things yeah that checked a box for me but like i love the story i thought it was i thought i just adored it and maybe it's because i i've grown up seriously like i've probably played well not every kojima game but i played a lot of his games and they just have that theme of like i just love this thing and i want to share it with you that's like yeah, his sort of okay. like a theme of his and it comes across as very pretentious and it very well could be sure. but it seems genuine like in okay. his in the chips that you collect um the little like chips that you collect i don't know if you remember that but like you can collect <laughs> the little computer chips of some kind they're just hidden throughout the the world and when you deliver one it'll unlock like it literally unlocks like something directly from kojima as just information and you'll go to that screen and it'll be i really love um uh this movie from 1984 and it'll have like a poster of the movie and it'll tell why he loves it that's it like it doesn't no good other than that it sounds like maybe and maybe you can tell me like if i'm paraphrasing this well like it sounds like the one of the aspects of it that you love outside of the mechanic itself is that it's almost like you're getting a like a private interview with a creator you like, like yeah, one of your kinda... artists and like, he's like telling you about the stuff he digs and that like, it feels kind of intimate in a weird way. Like, yeah, like in a positive way. People that have, have criticized it for being pretentious and like his name's all over it. And well, yeah, it's his game. Like, do you not put your name on the things you create? Like, I don't understand the, the criticism there. Yeah. And, and of course he's going to do that. And they take it as this like, pretentious like look at me and i'm i'm thinking well no that he's showing me something that he thinks is really cool and now i think it's really cool like that's that that hit a chord with me and i Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that um you know this is not some seminal beautiful um shakespearean level story you know and like when people go into it criticizing it that way it's like well you've already set yourself up for failure this is a kojima game you know i don't think he's ever thought he's Shakespeare. I think he thinks he's making a cool movie like experience and that's exactly yeah. what it is. Um also the 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 explicit theme of just being positive and working together and having that async is it asynchronous multiplayer? Is that is that the word? Or, yeah, or, I think that's correct. So it's like other people are like playing the game at the same mm-hmm. time and actions that they perform can assist you in your right. game, correct? Yeah. So like I set that bridge up. I don't have enough ceramics and you know I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and log off for tonight, get back on, and that bridge is built. And there's mm-hmm. like it's got my name on it and then a bunch of likes. Like, you know, there's a lot of on the nose stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. He can definitely be heavy handed in his explanation. His exposition is like off the charts sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it's like I don't, it just works like the dopamine hits that, you know, people get addicted to and, you know, of, of, of delivering packages. So now they're like gone crazy. And those are those bad guys you got to watch out for. It sounds so stupid on paper. It, but at the same time, it's like, that's what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm getting these dopamine rushes from giving a package to a computer person. 
right, a, right. <laughs> a, a digital person. And then I get a like from them and I feel fuzzy. Like it's, and then I get literal likes from people in the war in the world who are um, somehow helped by putting a ladder in the right place. Yeah. And again, I feel you know good about that. And um, it's just, it was just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit more meditative, meditative. Oh, totally. Like it just, it, it just hits so many notes. Um, yeah. Well, let me, let me connect the dot there. Then you said something about cinematic. Cause like, I want to get to your, your next one. Cause this is a, like another, like, and interestingly, like the back half of your list is largely like this generation. And you know, like when we were mm-hmm. talking about it, you kind of, I feel like you wrote them in this really interesting way where like, there's a little bit of like back and forth. And as we get to the end of this first set, we're going to be hitting like a much earlier era, but there's a lot of like back half, like uh, really great modern things. And I think red dead redemption two is a lot of that. Yeah. Now, if you had to like, so for you, is it the whole package or is like one part of red dead more engaging than the other? I know, I know we were talking about uh, like different aspects of it before, um, but like if there was like one thing in the game that you could say, like, this is the piece that is the like main thread for me, what would you say it is? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I think, I think it is what you initially said. It's the whole package. It is one of those games that there isn't a low point for me. Like okay. I like, I like the beginning part in the snow. People hate that. Like the, the first okay. mod made when PC, when it came out on PC was skip the Coulter you know, portion. Oh, like, interesting. Get into that. Get into the, free the intro. Run. Yeah. Like skip the whole intro. And I'm like, do you, have you, are you, do you know what you're playing? Like that's the whole point of this game. I thought was that like, it's a, it's a cinematic experience. And then you also can yeah. do whatever you want in the world. What a, what a great, like, like calm down, like calm down for a second. That's, but that's my <laughs> whole like mantra with like everything is like everybody, Hey, just chill. Um, and that's why I think I love these walking simulators. And uh, there, there's a lot of like, in that genre that aren't on my list just because mm. they are great experiences, but I don't know if I want to necessarily revisit them, but like something like dear Esther or Tacoma sure. or gone home. Like they were amazing experiences. And I think I will revisit them at some point. Um, but you know, I, I've grown more and more drawn to I've definitely been drawn to that kind of experience. And like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what this red dead was in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I definitely knew what I was getting into. It's a rockstar game. So you're going to be funneled sure. into a gunfight, like, and you're in the wild west. Like I played the first one, loved mm-hmm. it. Um, so I love those things about it. And I love the detail. Like I immediately went in the first person. Um, and that way I could get a better look of, you know, when I'm in somebody's house and sure opening their shelves and holding my gun and cleaning it and look, I, I just, every bit of that, I just ate it up. And even to this day, like I've played um, a ton of uh, Red Dead Online, sort mm-hmm. of continued that um, of just like hunting and, you know, exploring. Just like being in the world. And just being in that world. Because it's another, it's another game that like, much like The Witcher, it um, has a very, has a living world with a lot of really good systems in it. I think The Witcher maybe a this is my commentary. I don't know if maybe you'll agree or not, but like, I think the witchers living world aspect are the, um, essentially the monsters and humanoids that live inside of it are like right. the, are the things that are the alive part. Right. So like, it's a very old place that has a lot of stuff going on. And, um, I think that kind of 
it, the inversion of that is uh, Red Dead 2. Like the thing that's really alive to me, like the city is okay, but like the frontier, the animals, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. the ecosystem stuff that's there, it feels very it's correct. kind of it's kind of uncanny how detailed it is like yeah, that I, stuff feels absolutely. like even on even on online because online you know games coming from a single player tend to dumb down certain things or streamline sure. you know graphics or systems to make it you know work with other people i get it te- from a technical perspective mm-hmm. um but still in online uh the other day i was playing and uh you know had my binoculars out i was looking for something and i see a bear charging and I'm like, uh-oh, is he coming towards me? It's this huge grizzly bear up in somewhere up north in one of those big lakes. Beautiful. Again, just beautiful. Yeah. And he slaps the water and out flies a salmon and he like gets it. And then he has it in his mouth and he like looks up and he kind of looks around. Then he walks over to the bank and he s- sets it down and he just eats it. And I'm like, this is not necessary. Like why did <laughs> there's never a point where that was Probably necessary. A team of five people who are responsible to make sure that Just there's like a, a bear hunt for this yeah, bear to yeah. like slap fish out of the river. But it didn't just the doesn't movement, need to be the, anim- the animation alone, like all of yeah. it. It didn't feel like a game in the sense of all right, the thing the entity reached the thing. Now it's going sure. to reset. It just kept eating and i was like well let me see how long this lasts and then it just wanders off and i couldn't follow it and i was like that's just crazy so it's things like that and also yeah. just the expanse you know the expansiveness of the world and the amount mm-hmm. of detail that's still at every single corner when you turn the corner there's something new and um yeah i could talk for a long time about red dead too red right? dead, yeah. <laughs> oh and then the music the music is yeah the music is uh bar kind none. of incredible how yeah those whoever's involved with the music to mix the different uh, people you would never would imagine would be on a Western themed soundtrack. And it's Mm -hmm. not a Western in the sense of a spaghetti Western, like red dead one was sure. That was definitely more of that feel, which had its place and was great. But this has like Colin, like like pops in with horns Mm -hmm. and this really eerie, you know, um, horn section, like uh, production that you would never have thought would be, in a Western kind of setting. Yeah. Um, and it works and he does, it, there's another, uh, artist. I can't remember. It was like an electronic artist that did some work name. on Reddit too. Yeah. And it was Ooh. incredible. Like the, the way it works. Of course, and of course you have like Willie yeah. Nelson. He sings sure. a song at some point and then like D'Angelo, D'Angelo <laughs> comes in and it's incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so good. I, uh, I was, I was pretty chuffed when I heard oh, him. <laughs> that biggest that, smile like, on my face during that yeah. point. Yeah. All right. And then, well, and then I, I real quick, cause I know you want to move to the next one and I know yeah, yeah, we yeah. differ on this, but I love the story. Like okay. that story just, I'm, I'm in, I'm actually about 60% of the way through a second playthrough right now and mm. just loving every turn and twist and turn that I think it's great. So I just want to say that too. I, no, yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. I do. It is a whole package for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like you got to you got to rep it if you love it. No <laughs> wrong answers here for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So next up is Stardew Valley. Um, Stardew Valley, much like another title on your list, Minecraft. It has a lot of elements that are similar. There is this sort of like, like in a like the shortest version of this is like a it is a it is a farm simulation game yeah. and an adventure game and a low key a uh, date sim. dating sim mm-hmm. all kind of like rolled together yeah 
Um, do you think that the game for you would be would have been hurt by one of those things being missing or like is it because mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of each thing together that it is so solid for think- you or is it the peacefulness of it that's like got you no definitely the peacefulness and sort of like it's sort of um i mean it's stressful in one way of like you know you have a time limit gotta get, um, the, gotta, gotta get that food man and i get all my crops watered and then i'm like oh, i don't have time to go to the to the caves you know mm-hmm. but i think at the same time it is kind of as long as you're not worrying about getting all the summer foods in during that time or whatever mm-hmm. it's it's it doesn't matter you know and and then you do get lucky and you'll have like a, a rainy day and then you you don't go water anything so you do go to the caves so it's almost like it oddly enough is 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 a farming sim yeah but uh, in the sense of like you know, my work is done for me so I can look. Yeah. But, but arcadey and gamey. So yeah. it's not, you know, I, I, I have feel intense. I've dabbled in an actual farming simulator. What is that? I guess it's called farming simulator, right? Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> and a that's true like, farming simulator. and at that point it is like, no, I need to go outside and farm. Cause this is too real um, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, Stardew Valley has a charm about it. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's a game that, takes me right back to when all I had to worry about was getting homework done as fast as I could so I can play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> and and that's what it, that's what it feels like when mm. I play that game. And so that's a it's one of those I, I've I've had these more recently I've had these experiences with some like obscure anime or mm-hmm. um you know a song or in this case like a game yeah where it's like this um I have nostalgia for it that I didn't experience. Uh, um, so okay. like, it, like there's this, uh, it triggers like a feeling of nostalgia that wasn't necessarily established by it. Right. Because I didn't experience it when it came yeah. out. Um, I experienced it 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I'm feeling that. And so it's like, it, it, it almost hit on that, even though it's a new game, it felt like, you, you know, obviously it has super Nintendo esque, uh, yeah, it's got graphics some is sort of. The graphics and music are definitely a throwback, but, but you know, so it kind of looks like that too. So that probably helped, I'm sure. But yeah, um, and also I wouldn't, you know, I, I'll be honest. Like I knew it was made by one guy, and I think that's just incredibly impressive. Yeah. So it's like one person it's an accomplishment. I'm sure he had some, you know, had a little bit of help here and there, but like for the most part, it was him. Mm-hmm. He just, he just did that, and so it's like that's kind of a that's really impressive. So that. I mean, I don't think that necessarily. If it yeah, it doesn't mean if it's. It, if it was a bad, it's more game, than I just impressive. He actually like because a lot of people can make one uh, like one person can make something right, but like he made something that like you're right, like checked all these boxes, and mm-hmm. it's actually it's just really good. And I know people yeah. who have purchased multiple licenses so they can play it on Switch and oh yeah, that's you know that's play on PC <laughs> and all that. So like yeah, I mean like it. I put, there's there's something more than just there's something more than just nostalgia. It's like uh i don't know it's the more i read your list the more i see like there's some like these uh kind of like intimate moments i think that are kind of like imbued in it in a way maybe the nostalgia he felt he was able to like impart some of that into the game and then you kind of like like pick up on that earnest earnestness earnestness yeah i'm very i'm very um and this could be ever since i had a kid i i feel like once I, I mean, even before then I enjoy these things, but like, I really yep. gravitate towards like feel good stuff now. Like, sure. Like breaking bad was one of my favorite, still is one of my favorite shows. It's a fantastic show. 
Um, but like, I really long for like just the, the feel good because it feels good. Not because they're trying to like tackle a social issue or, you know, there's time and a place for those two. Like the Orville is a great example of, of a show that is, he's striving to, um, do like an, um, what, what did he, he put, he, Seth MacFarlane said that he was kind of, you know, he's, he, there were lots of dystopian sci-fi shows and sure. he wanted sort of a callback to next generation, like Star Trek next, next generation where it's sort yeah. of this more positive, like, Hey, we're out exploring space and yeah. not that they don't tackle dark issues. They do that from time to time, but there's like, again, it's an earnestness about it. Like mm-hmm. there's an intention there and go back to Kojima games or at least specifically with death stranding. There's an intention there to bring people together mm-hmm. as literal and on the nose and explain and expository as it was, mm-hmm. it worked and it was, I don't know. It's kind of like that person that has a smile and you're in a bad mood and you're like, stop smiling, but it's just infectious. And yeah. then you realize at some point you're not in the bad mood anymore. And I know it's not always that simple, but for gaming it can be and it's an escape. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Let's see. All right. I'm going to squish these two together because I feel like they are two sides of the same coin. You've got these two from soft titles, dark souls, the OG mm-hmm. and bloodborne, which I kind of consider their transition into their kind of newer design ideas or like when they started to really change their formula, at least to me. Yeah. Um, so if you put them next to each other, like as I was saying, like they kind of like feel like they sit at like kind of like two halves of a coin, but in, from your perspective, like they're both on your list, which means that they both capture something that's like very, very valuable. Like what is the thing in dark souls? And then what is the thing in bloodborne that are like, uh, so, so I think, I think dark souls is the pure embodiment of like a, a actual 3d Castlevania that works incredibly well like okay. you have this big castle area mm-hmm. with with annexes and things like that and you reach locked doors and you unlock them at some point and then you have oh that unlocked that door now i know where that is and you can start from the very beginning and run through the entire map in one go and never have to like teleport to another bonfire mm-hmm. um like or i don't think you ever have to maybe in like the to the dlc you have to but um, you know, in the, in, the main, the core in, the, game, in the core you can game, literally the walk the whole map, yeah, the whole map. And which is what you can also do in like symphony of the night, you know, mm-hmm. you can eventually unlock all your routes and go that way. And often uh, I would do that to grind, you know? And so that's one part of it that I realized I was, I was playing out. I was like, this is a 3d Zelda, or this is, sorry, this is a 3d, um, Castlevania, Castlevania game rather. Yeah. That I, mm-hmm. I, that I've wanted that did do it. And it felt that way now quickly. It's its own thing. Sure. Um, that's more of structure when I, when I mean that, but, um, there's that. And then it's just that, um, kind of calculated sense of like, okay, I've got to take my time with this. I go in guns bla- or, or swords blazing, I guess swords, blazing, like, yeah. swords and uh, boards, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get it worked. And it, and it, even, even early on when I know the area backwards and forwards, I can still get trapped by these really early enemies and they can like, really hand it to me and but at the same time like you do have that you reach a power fantasy like in a way where you are leveling up your character you yourself are just getting better at the game Mm -hmm. 
and you can go in and, and you can run through it, you know, and it's, it's, I don't know though. It's, it's something it's an and atmosphere is just unparalleled. Like it is just, yeah. their just art and design sense that atmosphere. is really, really excellent. And of course the contrast to me here is bloodborne, which has a lot of the same kind of the description before is how very much how I thought of bloodborne is like, this is very much like 3d Castlevania to me. It's Gothic horror. Oh um, yeah, that's true too. Um, but what, so like if, so I guess like to me, the contrast there is like, if is, is dark Souls is dark souls is like uh pragmatic is bloodborne more offensive. Like, is it more aggressive? Oh, I think, I think it rewards definitely. action I mean, kind of the immediate mechanic is the, um, the rally mechanic, you know, where the you gun parry. <laughs> well, well, no, there's, or, so there's a gun parry. I mean, the rally mechanic is the, um, for, for those that don't know, or, or aren't remembering the, the, ty- the name of it. It's, it's when you get hit and your, your health goes down yep. by a majority of percentage, it goes down, but it's a different color. It's like an orange color or something. Uh, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. if you return hits it quick enough, you can get all that health back. Most of it, like most it's going to go yeah. down by like 10% actual, like you can't get that back. But then the further 30%, if you can return fire or damage, that's right. You can gain that back. And so it, it incentivizes this very offensive play style. Mm-hmm. Whereas like dark souls and uh, incentivizes your sword and board, you know, maybe rolling and like getting your decks super high. So you can roll a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- yeah, you can still do that. in like bloodborne, you can dance around pretty, pretty well. Um, but it really incentivizes that, uh, that offensive play style and mm-hmm. it it has trick weapons like and those weapons are so much fun to chain attacks together mm-hmm. like you can i mean you have a pretty wide attack set with various weapons and each weapon is totally different in dark souls and it's the same thing here although there's a fraction of the weapons i think there's only like 15 17 weapons or something. yeah there's know. less very... weapons but they are more i shouldn't say they're just tuned differently. Like they all have like a very, they have like an alt. Yeah. They have know, all have alts. Alt and then they also have like know. kind of like each one kind of represents like, I don't know, a play style almost kind like, of. Yeah. They each kind of like, there's ones that are light, but fast and close or long ranged, or there's big heavy stuff. Yeah. They have like a lot of it's all tailored to, yeah, you're right. Like I never thought of it that way, but it is tailored to like different play styles. Like even yeah. like you take, um, is it, um, I just forgot the name of it, but there's the one where you have like the, it's like a big broadsword, mm-hmm. and you can trick it to a like a east talk or whatever, like a like a pokey weapon, like a little yeah tiny yeah, yeah yeah. I know what and you're talking about. Oh, what is that called? It's not Ludwig's, like Ludwig's holy. That's the moon blade, right? But no, it's um, now. yeah, it'll come to me maybe. But either way. <laughs> There's that like that sword is really mm-hmm. great for great for quality build. So you want to go with strength, but you know, high decks at the same time. Mm-hmm. That sort that sword is perfect for that. But then you have like the hammer. That's kind of a similar one too, because that one's kind of heavy, but also has a shorter blade. I don't know. Yeah, they're all but they just they really introduced two immediately fun mechanics mm-hmm. that really incentivize a f- heavy offense. Yeah. Yeah, so basically on the one team, the team being from software, you have yep. your I don't even I don't even like sports, but like you have your you know, your defense is mm-hmm. 
is uh the dark souls dark souls comes out for defense and then you have your offenses is is uh is uh bloodborne and then you get your special teams which is Sekiro. <laughs> that's a different game altogether all together yeah um one i i'll hopefully get to dine on at some point all right lisa the paint calling the painful this is a a a small rpg um or i guess it's like kind of like an action rpg really right uh, like no it's, it's turn it's turn-based it, it is turn-based okay yeah so, so what a, is it's it? a true turn-based rpg it's side scrolling in the sense of like how you get around in the how world you, right? how you get around so I, yeah it's not really platformy but you as you get around yeah that's how you get around um i think i think it's made an rpg maker again by like one guy i believe um he goes by dingling which is great <laughs> um and it's just this like post-apocalyptic setting you're this like kind of depressed I mean, it's a very it's a pretty depressing game actually which is funny because we've been talking about uplifting yeah you know, so earnest uh, oh i mean a depressing game can be earnest too like i mean sure, his, sure. his his um intention is very much there mm-hmm. um but i mean the art style the the characters and the, the designs of them their names all everything is just it's hilarious and tragic and um it's just a story of him trying to find this little girl that he's sort of taken in for one reason or another mm-hmm. and she gets abducted and as you go through the game you can get a number of different people as your party members and they change whether that's they end up going somewhere else because it's like a story beat or one might get killed like just and once they're killed they're done and you are down to like two party members and you eventually you will meet somebody else Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just off the wall. Like there's some, there's like people that are very offensive and there's some that like, like to talk at a guy, talk him to sleep. And, you know, it's different. It's very engaging, um, like turn-based system. That's, it's entertaining. It's less like, you know, your Pokemon just like smash a and very little. It's got like, it sounds like what you're describing strategy. is like, there's a more of a like a contextual playfulness kind of kind of like an undertale where like yeah. mm-hmm. combat is like combat has like a lot of different varieties but it's it's very contextual it's all about the person you're you know in combat with quote unquote or a group right. of people you're in combat with and that changes how the not how the mechanics work but like what you can do it's it, i mean it is more it's less it's less undertale in the sense of like each battle is almost its own thing. Right. Like it's almost like this one's a bullet hell and that, and this one I can totally ignore attacking and do it this way. And it is more traditional, just turn base and you have your moves and you have your power ups and sort of like mana type system. But I think it's the context of it and the, the usage and the, um, the stakes are higher. So like, um, I think I explained to this before at one point, you know, one point we, I think you, you can either save at certain save points, but you can camp out at some, I think is how the, how it works either way. Oh, like a night will go by mm-hmm. or like a little, you know, screen will fade out. And it, it, when it comes back in, like there's a group of bandits that happen to be there. There's a chance that somebody in your party can be abducted or you can have something stolen from you. Some something you might wake up and I'll say, you know, there's a letter left here and it said, thanks for all your health items. And like, you know, those health items are gone. So you have to get more. Um, but in one scenario, a guy, one of my party members was abducted and said, meet us here, you know, or we'll kill him or something like that. So I go over there and he, 
they're like, oh, you can't come here. We're going to take your arm off if you try to to rescue them. And so your choice is like leave them or fight them. And so I'm like, of course, I'm going to fight them. I'm going to try to get my party member back. And throughout the fight, it ended up being a lot tougher than I thought. And they cut my arm off, my character's arm off, and it's off throughout the entire playthrough. So that was like probably an hour or two into the game. And it, was, and it really changed. Yeah. It literally changed the play style because one of my moves was a double punch that did a lot of damage. And now my character can only single punch for the rest of the game. And he's physically, he's got a little bit of blood on the right side of his, uh, you know, his little like poncho. He was warned. It's just, he it's, was warned. It's just things like that that surprised me in such yeah. a s- otherwise simple, simple looking game, you know? Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's super engaging in that way. And it's, it's really dark humor at times. Um, and not incredibly long RPG either, you know, something you can get through in a couple of sittings, I, a few probably, sittings. Long, probably longer than a couple, but yeah, not like it's not a dragon quest, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see. We've got a few left. Um, I think this next one probably doesn't need a lot of interject- introduction. Minecraft. Yeah. Um, but like, do you have like a, I don't know, like a. I think that's more of a, just a lasting, like we've seen it last this long. Like it's been mm-hmm. sort of at the top of the front page, so to speak for a decade now and yeah. was sold for how many billion ado- billion dollars and is now worth more than that. It's just oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me. Um, and just the impact, it's just, it's like Tetris or it's like Legos. Yeah. 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 Just, it's a very it's ubiquitous. Going, it's always going to continue. So I was, and I am, I've always been drawn to it. I put a ton of time into it yeah. um, early on in the alpha stage when I saw it on like a message board and like, this is like a weird looking game. And um, at this point now with a child, like he, he loves the game too. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's just going to continue, I think. So I, I felt like it was a more of a lasting thing and I know I'm going to play it again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to play it again and again and again too. So it's, it's kind of like an old friend, like you just like hanging out with it. It's, it's really yeah. cool. And kind of just like you're saying, just sort of timeless. Yeah. And it, a textbook definition of like art one, a, a true classic in our generation. I think so. Yeah. Like a new classic. You yeah. Know? New classic. And, um, and it's cool to visit, revisit right. old, old worlds. Like I have a couple um, saved into the cloud and on various hard drives just so I can make sure and like, you know, revisiting a world from like that I played with friends on my friend's server in 2010 and seeing that like floating castle we somehow made all in survival. I remember doing it in survival, like no yeah. beats, nothing. Like we were so proud of that and to show it to my son now. And he's like, Whoa, you did that. And I was like, yeah, I did. That was kind of cool. You know? <laughs> I'm like, do you totally want to do it? it? I'm like, do you want to do it now? And he's like, not in survival. That's too hard. Uh, I want to just explode things. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, and then uh, you've got Morrowind on here. The Elder Scrolls, I think, is it? Is it yeah, the Elder Scrolls that's, Ma- Morrowind. That's three. Not Oblivion. It's three. Yeah, before Oblivion. Yeah, four is Oblivion, five is Skyrim, and six is going to come in the future. We'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see. The reason but, why I picked more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, last that's one. exactly you. You you got me. Oh, okay. Uh, the reason I picked Morrowind was I. I think it was though. It was the first of the elder scrolls that i played oh okay i hadn't played was it daggerfall and arena, arena and all that I, yeah. I hadn't i don't even know if i've heard of them because i wasn't a i wasn't a pc player um yeah it's very much like a nintendo head and so did you get had, it on xbox then well my friend got it on xbox i had an xbox uh-huh. but i was actually playing halo at the time which i 
you know, don't really care like for those do. types of games as much, but I, but I liked them then. And, sure. um, he was playing more of the RPGs and things like that. So he got it on that. And I was like, what is this game? And I remember it taking us forever to kill this rat. And I was like, dude, just hit him with the sword. And I was like, and he's like, I am hitting him with the sword. And then it really opened my eyes to like what it was emulating. Cause I also didn't play D and D growing up. It was, uh, okay. e- it was a very evil game. Right, right, right. So entry to Satan. So uh, I wasn't allowed to play it. And I, um, so I just, I didn't even know the rules to like, like what, and that was what this was emulating. It's sort of like a, a rolling mechanic there in the background. So when you go to hit it, there's a chance you are going to miss. And because you are brand new as a swordsman or whatever, like you're going to miss a lot and, and you level up for every hit or you get experience for every hit. You know, I, I soon understood their mechanic. And once you get past that, that hump, um, that sort of difficulty spike there, it was just so engaging and I it immediately, again, we talk about immersion like that yeah. immediately I fell into it and I was like, you know, and that one really does immerse you in the sense of it tells you nothing. I mean, it, I'm sorry, it shows you nothing and it tells you everything. So it gives you, you talk to the uh, NPC and they tell you, you know, their problem and you need to find the solution in this town, but you might need to talk to this guy and he's in the bar in the town. No waypoint shows up. You just have to know that, that direction. If you don't whatever. know where the town is, maybe you talk to somebody and then mm-hmm. ask about it. And they'll eventually talk about, Oh, this surrounding area has this town and this town. Around. Oh, that's the town I was talking. They were talking about. And so that was so cool to me that there's a system in a game that actually worked like that. Cause everything I'm used to prior is just waypoints and, um, and ironically, even- ironically, after that, like a lot of their one of the criticisms they've hit for things like Skyrim was just like, oh, you put a big dot on the compass, like right whenever just, you took the quest. So for you, yeah. it was the it was the self guided exploration and being able to like really your compass is conversations with NPCs and kind of like digging yeah. into people, I and then that. then you love get to it. go. I love that when that works like that. I love it mm-hmm. when a developer doesn't treat you like an idiot and. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I, I think there are people that do enjoy being told what exactly you need to do. And mm-hmm. it, the sense of accomplishment is different for them. And I think that's valid. Yeah. But for me, like I want to be dropped into a world and know nothing mm-hmm. and figure it out. And that's a tight balance too, because it could be, it can be, it has its own too, challenges. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like from how you're describing, it, at least in the context of Morrowind, like, it's the reward was there for you. You like, oh, once yeah. you figured out where something was, it was like, that was like the, whatever the piece of candy on the trail. Like you're yeah, like, okay, very ready for the next one. And it's not to diminish uh, oblivion and Skyrim for what they were sure. and, and are still like Skyrim was really, really, really immersive in the same way or in a lot of other ways, I should say in different ways. Yeah. Um, I don't recall if there was an option to turn off like HUD elements. There might be, I know I'm sure there is now mm-hmm. uh, I haven't played it in such a long time and I am eager to go back. Cause I know my wife is like wanting to play it now. And I'm like, Oh, you know, we should do that. Um, or I guess play separate. Cause it's not really like multiplayer in that. Is there, but um, there might be a mod. Yeah, there might be a mod. That's another <laughs> thing. Mods mod. like, are so cool with, with games like that. Um, but, but but yeah, I, I think like yeah. if I could just even just simply turn those elements off, like I'm sure there's still 
you know, way. Like, oh, one one way I, I immersed myself a little further into The Witcher Three um, is I just got to know the the land and the turn and the the roads because you're traveling back and forth all the time. Yeah, and I got to know the, just the visual landmarks and would the only time I turned on the map, like the mini map in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Witcher Three was when I was in the big. What's the biggest city called? Oh, is it Novigrad. It might be Novigrad. Yeah, is that Novigrad? Right? Novigrad. Yeah. It might be Novigrad. Yeah, I'm sure somebody can is oh, yelling, yeah. yelling it. You know, um, oh, it's, it's me. that that whatever that big city was. There's so many tight turns and everything like that it got a little confusing. But um, for the most part, like I really enjoyed paying attention to the sunsets and like being okay that's they that was at least accurate that the sun sets in the west and rises in the east so i can kind of tell general and it was quick enough for me now i I know that that's not ideal for everyone but i find myself when a mini map is on i find myself staring at it too much and just totally missing (laughs) what i need to do right you're you're looking at the map and not looking at where you are i'm looking at the direction instead of the experience around me yeah and um Another, and I'll, I'll work my way back up to what we're talking about. But in Red Dead Two, they have this beautiful mechanic where you can just on the controller you can just hold down and press like X or Square or something um, quickly. Or if you're on PC, I think you like hold Alt and then press like one of the buttons assigned to it, and you can hide the mini map. Uh, okay. You can minimize it to just a compass, um, or you can do I keep make it like a little smaller, and you can go back and forth, so you don't have to go yeah. into your into your settings menu to do it. You can yeah, just like cycle through the different such, HUD versions. It's one of those things that I'm like, okay, I need this in every game now. Like, yeah, I love like because a mini map can be u- totally useful. It's a map after all. Yeah, but you know, anyway. So to all the way back, back to, to Skyrim and and I guess more specifically, more <laughs> didn't like force you into those. You know, mm-hmm. they really they really left those breadcrumbs for you to figure out as long as you read, as long as you listened, as long as you looked for that information, you know, it was there and it was so well done. All right. And the last one on this first 10 is the first fallout. Now I can understand like not putting three and four right next to Morrowind cause they're Latter-day Bethesda and fallout one and two are not Latter-day Bethesda. They're they're They seem to be very akin to your experience in Morrowind. It's a game about personalities and uh, conversation exchange. But beyond that, like what was the like, what was the like, I don't know that like soft, chewy goodness in the middle that like really kept you like put it on the list. Um, I think fought one was the, the, sh- it, it, it like Morrowind. It was re- there's a ton of freedom and, you know, very little in the way of holding your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love, like I love the, like I love Fallout Three in New Vegas, and even Four, I, I enjoy it, and even Seventy Six, I enjoy it to an extent. Um, based on just that 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 immersive atmosphere like it's yeah the, the, the radio the radio is great you know the, the npcs are great things like that um kind of doing whatever you want in different builds and stuff but like one i think i think it was one of those things in making this list i wanted to put you know number one the zelda series but i'm like okay that's 15 games i can't do you know i gotta i i made it myself I was like i can't just kind of cop out in a way and say 
okay, it's the whole series I really love because there really mm-hmm. isn't one in there that I hate or like all the Fallout games. Like I like them for each of them for their own thing. But I really wanted to like narrow down one and one that stuck out to me was the first game. I think it was just, it just set the stage. Like it was just, I don't know. That one's a hard one to really kind of, def- or uh, I guess explain other than it just was more unique than the 3D versions. Mm. Like it really delved into, like the story delved more into that um, sort of, I wouldn't really call it anti-war, but it's like, I guess uh, more of the effects of, you know, war and nu- nuclear war and things like that. Yeah. Whereas um, Fallout 3 does that. They sort of do that, but then they also give you this option to nuke a, you know, one of the, the townships like immediately. And I don't know, it's very yeah, lighthearted it's like first, in some ways. First time you come to yeah. And so it's almost like they missed, it's like three is great in a lot of ways, but then they missed that sort of theme. Mm. Um, and that kind of carries over into so uh, for, uh i'm sorry uh, new vegas a little bit mm-hmm. um that's some better better storytelling in that but um yeah that's more then, like consequential like it's it talks more about the consequences of what's happened yeah yeah that and and then and then just from a pure gameplay perspective it was just i don't know like there's, i have a soft spot for like crpgs and Mm-hmm. I, it was late like I, I got into them later like i said i mean i i think when i was at a friend's house i had a pc we would play stuff like um oh my mind is blinking on this game uh never winter nights you know okay um so like the original like yeah. party party system rpgs mm-hmm. yeah things like that like those yeah. kind baldur's gate baldur's gate uh, icewind yep, dale one. icewind dale um and those are just so interesting in the in the I guess because it was that again, it was like Morrowind. You more in, in Morrowind, you you really did in a three D world. You could yep. kind of do anything and pick anything up and do that. But you could do that to in a lot of these games, mm-hmm. sort of. But it was that you know point and click adventure in a way. Not really. I mean, I guess it's more in, involved than that. It's like, no, I can see that. It's like an advanced point and click adventure. It seems like mm-hmm. a natural evolution of it because you have you have successes based on storytelling elements. There is some combat, which is newer, but a lot of the game is a bit more, um, it's like a little bit slower paced. You got to like, like kind of get into the town and look around and talk to some people to get your bearings. So I can, I can see that comparison. Yeah. And, 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 and in fallout one, there was definitely, um, you, you definitely experience, I, I don't know. And maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but I, I remember feeling more, weight to my decisions in fallout one than I did in three in new Vegas. Like it just, mm. it, maybe there's like a slight padding there in the, in the later ones. I'm not sure. But like when, when I had a party member die mm-hmm. from like a critical hit from an enemy in fallout one, like it just hit harder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was written. Maybe I liked the characters better in it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why like I picked that one over like <laughs> three or, or, or seven or, um, you know, New Vegas, because I still really enjoy those games too. I don't know. I think I think what you said uh, at the beginning is probably like to me. That's the real marker. Is that like not only did it just kind of set the stage for everything, but also like sometimes in the limitations of technology, you end up having your decisions feel more. What's the word I'm looking for? More maybe you said it first. Uh, permanent, mm-hmm. um, like 
like you know in like the more modern versions of the games you can kind of like respect your characters or you like quick save or like you can kind right. of like you can kind of like win through attrition in ways that you that were harder to do in the old games like and also like it, it like it had a way of like gating you from like cheesing it too much yeah. basically i mean that was there too like it, i mean you could save scum all day really and like mm. by that i mean you know quick save oh, oh I, yes i roll low let me, let me roll re- low reload. do it again <laughs> yeah definitely can do that but like there's i'm i tend to be one that like plays a game and it happens and i'm like that wasn't that wasn't unfair that was based on my decision yeah yeah it wasn't like a poor uh poorly coded thing or you know or something yeah. that just didn't make sense. So I'm going to have to own that. Like, and that, that hurt. And so I'm going to learn from that in my continued playthrough. Like one thing I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying right now. I'm finally playing, um, um, disco Elysium. And that is a huge part of it is just like accepting failure in that game. Cause mm. it's very much part of it. That's that interesting. Game. And, um, again, another like art, like RPG that's got like role based, uh, stat roles and and um but it's very much like and it's kind of it's like a new crpg in a lot of ways but anyway Mm -hmm. um that's a new one i don't know again we we need to i I told zach uh you know before we did this we need to revisit this uh top 20 list in 10 years and see how some of these might continue or kind of fade away so -hmm. we'll see if like disco elysium is up there because it feels great now but we'll you know I'm 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 in the middle of it Feels good now. Maybe maybe it becomes another new another new classic. Bumps we'll somebody off the list. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, let's see. That's that's our first uh, that's our first ten. I think we'll call it here, and then we'll pick this up again soon. Uh, thank you everybody for reaching the end of the first half of uh, the list. I hope you're enjoying our uh, discussion about like what makes uh, what makes the cut and why. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you all next time. <laughs>